Welcome to AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get support and guidance through the chaos of parenting. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. This is episode 100. I feel like there should be some sort of party around 100, but I have nothing planned. Just want to shout out to myself and say we are finally in the triple digits. So thank you to all of you for being loyal listeners and supporting the show. And if this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. This is a podcast where we talk all things about parenting related to anxiety or OCD or sometimes both. So today I want to talk to you about medical issues. There's been a lot of discussion in general and in the private Facebook group that I am the admin for on medical issues causing anxiety or OCD. And I wanted to get on my soapbox about this because I have a lot of opinions about this in different ways. And I think it's worth having a discussion about no matter where you fall on your beliefs around medical conditions causing anxiety or OCD. For starters, so I do want to say that this is not medical advice, and you should obviously seek the advice of a medical professional. And we are diving into areas that are not my expertise. And so I'm going to be talking more um, in terms of being a parent and navigating through this process and just some things that I've observed as a therapist in my own practice and with the people that I work with. So take that all with a grain of salt. If you are not in my private Facebook group, it's a good group to join because we have a lot of good discussions just like that one. And you can join by going to facebook.com slash groups slash AT parenting anxious kids. And I hope to see you over there, but I have taken some notes (laughs) on the important things that I want to discuss related to this. So for starters, I think that there is this idea that it is one or the other, and like there's two different camps there. There are the medical camps where it's like, my child has a medical condition. My child has pandas or pans and my child doesn't have anxiety or OCD. They have a medical condition. And there's people on the other side who have children who have mental health issues. My child has anxiety. My child has OCD. And I think that's a, the wrong way to look, look at the whole issue in general, because having anxiety or OCD is a physiological condition. And so it is a medical condition. So if you have, if you have a child who has anxiety or OCD, hello, your child has a medical condition. If they have anxiety, their amygdala is overreactive. They have some issues with serotonin levels. Honestly, we're pretty much in the dark with exactly what mechanisms are causing anxiety or OCD but researchers have a pretty good idea of some of the big players in the brain. And definitely I'm not a neuropsychologist and it's not my world, but it's a physiological issue. If we're talking about OCD, we know, again, we're talking about neurotransmitters and we're talking about the basal ganglia and the circuits of the brain. They're just not functioning the way that they're supposed to. So whether that's because genetically I'm predisposed to have this anomaly, to have this struggle, or an infection or an autoimmune response has caused this to occur, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter and we'll get into why it matters, but it shouldn't be 
my child doesn't have mental health issues. My child has a medical condition. No, the medical condition has triggered what we are calling quote unquote, a mental health condition. But I really do believe that in the future, in decades to come, that we're going to be talking about all of this stuff under the medical umbrella, because kids aren't choosing to be anxious. They're not choosing to have intrusive thoughts. They are having some chemical issues and they're having some brain difficulties that are, that are causing these issues. And so they are very physiological, especially when we're talking about disorders, not just being anxious, being an anxious person because of trauma or post-traumatic stress or anything like that. We're talking about just healthy, productive people, productive kids out of the blue developing OCD or developing anxiety. So my first point is let's just all stop dividing. Let's just stop arguing. We need to come together and not argue about these things. And so the first point is it's all medical. So, you know, that great documentary, my child's not crazy. (laughs) We all got kind of offended by the title and it's talking about really good, important stuff, but none of our children are crazy. They all have physiological issues. Whether I have uh, an issue with my genes and it's carried through, and now my child is going to have issues with their amygdala or their basal ganglia, or it's going to be caused by something else. All right. So that's my first point. I think that's a really important point. Moving on to my second point. I think sometimes as parents, we, we are more accepting of a medical issue than what we are calling a mental health issue. And so if my child has pandas or pans, I am more okay with that because it's like diabetes or a medical condition than I am if my child just has anxiety or OCD. And also there's, there's this idea that if I can find out the underlying health issue, then I can solve the health issue and the anxiety and OCD are just going to go away because really they're a side note. And really it's the health issue that is causing the problem. So there are a couple of things to unpack in that belief in those beliefs. And one is that mental health and medical issues, they should both be valid and one should not be less than the other. And it's okay to have a child who has anxiety or OCD. And in fact, if you have a child who has pandas or pans, and I'm not going into what those are today um, in detail, I do have a podcast on that that I will link in the show notes, or you can just Google um, pandas or pans and look into that and learn a lot more about that because I didn't want to make an episode diving deep into what these medical issues are. And I'll tell you why in a, in a minute, but I really wanted to talk just more about the philosophy of it and just the global things to look for in general about these topics. So that's why I'm not going into it, but I think that they're all valid. They're all important. And if I have a child who has pans and has anxiety or OCD, guess what? They have anxiety and OCD as well. So they have pans and their pans has caused or exasperated their anxiety or OCD, but they still have anxiety or OCD and it still manifests the same way. And we'll go into treatment and stuff like that in a second. But I just wanted to say that because I see a lot of people saying my child doesn't have, my child doesn't have anxiety or OCD. They have pans. Well, yeah, pans can cause anxiety or OCD, but the anxiety or OCD is still anxiety and OCD. And it's still going to be approached in many of the same ways with additional things on top of it, which leads me into the second point in my second point, (laughs) 
that I wanted to say, which is a lot of times people think if they can find a smoking gun that they're going to get a quick cure. And I think desperate parents are looking for desperate answers. And they think that if they can find that smoking gun, the thing that is actually causing this behavior that maybe has come out of the blue, that they're going to get the right medicine and the treatment is just going to make the anxiety or OCD disappear. And unfortunately, it's a little bit more of a messy middle than a simple, um, let me find the smoking gun, give my child this pill or give them some treatment. And then boom, all of these things are going to get better. It takes a lot of work to still get your child back to a healthy place. And it can happen for sure. And I'll tell you my stories around that, but I think it's important to, to realize and be patient as a parent that you're not going to find necessarily this one thing that can be cured. And then your child's anxiety and OCD goes away. A lot of times when it is coming from a medical place, separate from genetics, because I think just having anxiety and OCD is a medical place, but I've already kind of went down that road. But when your child has something like another diagnosis that has caused the anxiety and OCD, the anxiety and OCD has gotten started. And it's kind of like one of those switches. It's been turned on and those neural pathways have started to develop and it's going to still take some work to undo that. Even if you treat an infection or you treat the underlying condition, those neural pathways have developed. And so whether I'm just born and boom at five or 10, I'm developing OCD or anxiety, or at five or 10, I get an infection or I have a, a medical issue separate from anxiety or OCD that actually causes my anxiety or OCD and I get treatment for it, I'm still going to have the anxiety or OCD residue because those neural pathways have been developed and I'm still going to have to do some work as a child to, to get those neural pathways to not be active and to not give in to the compulsions. And a lot of times anxiety and OCD turn into habits. And so I may have initially been triggered by some sort of infection or autoimmune issue. And we'll talk about what those are in a second, but then I've developed all of these compulsions and those aren't going to necessarily just go away with treatment. So you can see where it can get very, very messy. And I will say that one thing that really concerns me, well, there's actually a lot of things that concern me, but related to what I'm talking about right now, what really concerns me is that when I am in some groups that are just pandas and pans related, I'm not seeing anyone really talking about anxiety or OCD or treatment related to that in the very stereotypical sort of way, like the kind of stuff that I would be talking about, um, whether it's ERP or just cognitive behavioral therapy, or whether it's just reading books about anxiety and OCD and educating your child there. Now there are some amazing parents that definitely get it and they do both which is definitely where you should be if your child has anxiety and OCD and an underlying medical condition separate from that. You're going to want to do both. And that's why I actually feel like it's more complicated to find an underlying medical condition along with the anxiety and OCD. I think a lot of times parents think if they can just find that underlying medical condition, it will all be better. And I have three kids, as many of you know, and to, well, actually <laughs> we're going to go into my story because I was about to say 
one has a medical underlying medical condition and the other two don't, but that is actually not true. They all three have underlying medical conditions and I'll go into my story in a second, but separate from that, I find that it complicates things. It does make it more difficult and ask any parent who has a child who has a medical condition separate from anxiety and OCD. It, it makes it 10 times worse because now you're dealing with both the anxiety and OCD and you should be dealing with that in the very evidence-based research-based way, which is through ERP and cognitive behavioral therapy and reading books and educating your child about what anxiety and OCD is. But then you also have all these medical appointments and you have medication and you have treatments and you have diet restrictions depending on what your child has. And so it makes it, I think it makes it 10 times harder, but what I do see a lot of parents doing is not educating their kids about anxiety or OCD not taking them to a therapist because they feel like nothing will work until the underlying medical condition is taken care of. And I think that's a big mistake because you can still get support from an OCD therapist. And you want to make sure if it's OCD that you go to an OCD therapist, you can find one or you can try to start looking for one um, on the International OCD Foundation's website at iocdf.org slash find dash help. You want to find someone who's very well versed in OCD. If you're looking for anxiety, um, you're just looking for a CBT therapist, a cognitive behavioral therapist. But if your child is not stable medically with their, their separate medical condition, they may not be ready for ERP. They may not be in a place if you're doing other medications and other medical treatments, but that doesn't mean that you can't get going because in therapy as a therapist, I always tell parents, I break it into three different buckets (laughs) or phases, three different phases of therapy. My first phase is education. And so I will sit with the child and I will educate them about anxiety and OCD. And I will talk to them about how their brain works and how anxiety and OCD impact that we will name it. And we will talk about it. Now at that point, if they have pandas or pans, or they have um, Hashimoto's, or they have some other medical condition, then I will also educate them to the best of my ability on that. And I'll explain to them how that impacts the anxiety and OCD. So as a therapist, I'm helping them with both. I am giving that family some support, some guidance so that they have language and they have some understanding that is very important for a child There are kids that come and see me purely because they have medical conditions. Um, In the past, when I would see any child and it didn't have to be anxiety or OCD, there would be kids that would come to me for for leukemia and for for anything, if they had cancer of some sort, just to have that support. So why wouldn't we bring our kids to a therapist for pandas or pans or an autoimmune issue that's making them have anxiety or OCD? To me, that's a no-brainer. But I think, again, it's that acceptance of, do I want to accept that it's a medical and mental health condition? And if I really don't want to embrace that and I want to say, this is not psychological, well, you know what? I would argue that none of it's psychological. It's all physiological. We're just in the dark ages. So I hope I'm not too too much on my soapbox on this topic, but um, I have strong opinions about it because I want people to get their kids help both in the medical arena and the mental health arena. And it, it hurts my heart to see kids not getting the mental health support because 
Their parents are going deep, deep, deep into the medical world, but they're, they're leaving out the mental health world. And now granted, it can be hard to find a therapist who is on board with the medical world and the pandas and pans world, especially, or is even knowledgeable. So you do have to do your homework and, um, but there might be someone near you that, that gets it and that gets it on all levels. I have quite a few kids that I see in my practice that, um, have pandas or pans or autoimmune issues, and they're there being treated for OCD and they get the benefit of a therapist who understands both conditions and incorporates both in there. There's books on pandas and pans, um, kids books that you can give your kids and educate them. So we don't want to forget one or the other. And if they're not ready for ERP, that is okay. There were times where my son was not ready for ERP and I'll go into my story in a second. And we didn't do that, but that didn't mean we didn't do therapy. Um, I still educated him on what was going on with him. And I thought I was talking to the wall and fast forward six months, eight months, everything was absorbed. He totally heard what I was saying. He just couldn't do anything with it. So that doesn't mean that we don't try. And it doesn't mean that we don't plant seeds, even if it's just coming into the office and getting some support. Wow. I know this is hard for you, or this is what it is with education. And you can read anxiety and OCD books. If your child has a separate medical condition that is causing the anxiety and OCD because the anxiety and OCD does not care if it came from an autoimmune issue or from celiac or from Hashimoto's or from pandas or pans. It doesn't care. It still presents in the exact same way. So now if you have a child with pandas and pans, some of their OCD might look a little bit different um, because there tends to be similar themes, I think, with kids who have those issues, but there's plenty of kids who have those issues and don't have pandas and pans, which leads me to my next 